0: Hi there, and welcome to Truth Diving. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. I mentioned last time that at times looking at the same scene across the different accounts of the Gospel can help us to understand the whole picture. I won't read each one now, but if interested, this passage we're going to look at can also be found in Mark 1, 16 through 21, Luke 5, 1 through 11, and John 1, 35 to 43. But now let's jump right in. Again, we're reading Matthew chapter four verses eighteen through twenty-two. Matthew four, beginning in verse eighteen. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. So here we see Jesus calling Simon and Andrew, and they immediately left their nets and followed him. And also John and James, who left their father and their boat to follow him. What exactly is so significant about these details that they're mentioned in each one of the Gospels? Well, they were fishermen. They weren't leaving behind their hobbies, but their livelihood. Whether they chose that career, or if it was their only option, When Jesus called them, they left behind their nets and their boats. They didn't have a fallback plan. They didn't have something in case it didn't work out. But fishing was their fallback plan. It was all they had, and they left it. They did not stop to count the cost of following Jesus. This account in Luke chapter 5, verse 11 says that when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Though we see that the disciples follow Jesus without hesitation, it does not mean that they chose the path that would make their lives the easiest, or for some even the longest. In Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 31, we read a story about another man who tried a little too hard to balance the cost of following Christ. It says that he had great possessions. However, when Jesus told him to give those up and follow him, he could not do it. Despite what I believe was genuine genuinely wanting to follow Jesus. He just couldn't sacrifice the worldliness that held him back. Jesus is not saying that we absolutely cannot have possessions, but he is warning us of the temptations that those bring and being consumed by them. In Luke 9, we see a little bit about what it truly means to follow the call of Jesus. In verses 57-62, through we read, As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. That that might sound a little harsh at first glance, but Jesus is trying to show the attitude necessary for us to truly surrender all of ourselves to him. Again, Jesus is not talking about a one-time offering or some kind of buyout. There is no grace subscription plan. There is no amount of money or good works that can buy a relationship with Christ. What Jesus is talking about, we see in verses 23-25. 20, verses 23-25 to read, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? It is a surrender that we need to make daily. Not because the grace of Christ is not complete or expires, but because we often need to get up every single day and decide to follow Jesus. And then the next day we need to decide to to do it all over again. I have no idea what God is calling you in your life, but I know that he is calling each one of us. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 says, "So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. In First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, "You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. A chosen race is not talking about any race that we can think of. It's no race that we call ourselves in order to, in order to divide ourselves. It is a race of all those who, accepts, who accept salvation and entry through Christ Jesus. This is not just pastors, but all of us in this royal priesthood have a calling on our lives. That calling may be doing something big for Christ, or that calling may just be living faithfully, Right where we are at. God may not have called you to change what you do, but I'm sure that He has called you to change the way that you do it. It may be a call to surrender financially or some sort of possessions, or it might not. Maybe it is a call to surrender time and effort, but there is no denying that He calls each of us to a deeper commitment. Thanks again for listening to Truth Diving, and we'll see you next time.